North. South. Urban. Rural. Structure. Spontaneous. In any case, it's one hell of a conversation. So how's it going? Marvelous. How are you doing? Can't complain. <laughs> Good. Feels like we haven't done this in forever. It has been a hot minute. I feel like life hit us in the face. Hard. Yeah. Like, hard. hello, AP exams. Hello, IB History of the Americas. Hello, summer. Hello, grad school. Aye. <laughs> That was the funnest for summer, that's for sure. Yeah? I think I took three courses in a row, and I wanted to bang my head against a wall. Yeah, I think you overdid it, though. It was a lot of fun. I ended up taking classes on, like, uh, special education, Mm -hmm. both ends of the spectrum. Gotcha. So, it was really cool to see, like, talented and gifted versus accommodations at the same time. Same damn time? Mm-hmm. Nice. Crazy. But we got some. We news. got something to look forward to. We definitely do. We definitely do. Where are we going? Columbia. Columbia. Not South Carolina. <laughs> I'm so glad. I can tell my coworkers I'm not going to South Carolina, Columbia, for a vacation. Right. But, you know. I'm sure there's nothing wrong with South Carolina. It's just not my cup of tea for vacation. Definitely not. Yeah. But this is actually my first trip um, to another continent. Woo! Uh, I know. It's crazy. But I know that, you know, this is just another drop in the bucket for you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> my coworkers asked me, actually, another trip, you Laura? And I couldn't help but laugh because they know me for just hopping on a plane and going wherever it's pretty usual i need you to elaborate on that (laughs) my wallet's getting nervous (laughs) don't worry you can fund it all oh right (laughs) (laughs) so i actually have been bitten by the travel bug and it has gone back probably as far as my sophomore year of college um I decided to go to Costa Rica for a study abroad, a Maymester. So it was really short and sweet, but I went all over and it just like absolutely fueled the fire. Mm-hmm. So I decided that I would do a backpacking trip through Europe with my best friend uh, when I graduated undergrad. Actually, no, that was when I graduated master's. Really? Because I was afraid I wasn't going to have a job. And so, I just... Wait, whoa, 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 You were worried you weren't going to be employed, but you also decided to go out of the country. I escape my problems. That's why the movies are so popular. Wow. Some people spend less money. Wow. But I decided wow. to Wow. <laughs> problems a minority is not allowed to have. <laughs> yeah. Or a means of handling your problem. My apologies, but I paid for all of it myself. I'm proud of you. I'm just saying. You know what a credit card does. <laughs> that is true. Very true. Actually, no, I don't think... I, I paid for all of that outright. Yeah? Yeah, that was a difference in trip. Probably got more points. Oh, I got a ton of points. Yeah. 
Anyways, so went to Costa Rica, did a senior spring break in um, Cancun to Isla Mujeres, and then went backpacking um, off into Europe with my best friend um, for those both of those trips. And then I decided to go solo for my first year of teaching spring break. I went to Barcelona. And then my second backpacking trip just last summer, I went for half of it solo and the other half with my sister and my brother-in-law. And we were in London that whole time. And they did not like a hostel, which is very sad because I love hostels. Quick question. Yep. While we're at this, before you get a little bit more into detail with all these hooplas and things of, you know. That nature. Yeah. (laughs) White girl's dream. Hey. Um... Give me the Wikipedia definition of backpacking when you say backpacking. I want to make sure that my mind is in the same area as yours when you're describing these. Right. So this might not be everybody's definition of backpacking. I'm not visiting showers when I hear backpacking. Depends. Okay. Depends on the day. Um, So in the most literal sense of the word, I only had a backpack. And that is what I traveled with. Quite literally, I didn't have a purse. I ended up putting my money in my bra. So. How'd that go? Really well. I never got a single thing stolen. I don't understand how people get things stolen overseas. Because I just put it where someone's not going to be able to get it. Including dollar bills? Oh, yeah. You would give a sweaty dollar bill to someone? The most mortifying experience I think I ever had was I had incorrect change in Poland, in Krakow, and we were paying the tour guide, you tip them, and so I pulled this change out of my chest. You had change in your bra? Yeah. Coins? Coins. Damn. (laughs) Damn. And I was so embarrassed. Because not only was it gross, but I had the wrong change. So rather than paying him the five, ten euros that we were expecting to, it was more like ten cents. I had the wrong change. Might as well slap that man in the face. I felt so bad. (laughs) Oh my You're so less than. I'm going to pull this change out of my bra, and then I'm going to give you the wrong (laughs) currency. And the worst... Deal with it. I'm American. (laughs) The worst part is we tried to go back the next day to give him the proper change, and he wasn't working that day. And that's when Europeans started not liking Americans. uh, I was far before that. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. I just find it interesting because I'm always interested to hear your stories about traveling because I never thought of it as, like, a thing to do. Right. I always saw it as, like, a wealthy thing or, like, a I got some extra money thing to do. Meanwhile, and you make it like a priority, like like you you change your budget and your lifestyle to travel, mm-hmm. right? And my main thing was just getting out of Ohio. Like that's my <laughs> biggest goal. Like I achieved it pretty early, so you know I can kick back now. Snaps to you. Live like a Corona commercial. Eight. Right. <laughs> well, but let me get this right. You've gone backpacking twice. Yes. You've been in Barcelona. Yes. And Costa Rica. And Isla Mujeres. Have all these trips been with people? No. Did you go with a dog? No, but that's on the list. I'm interested to hear this one. 
So you went backpacking through Europe by yourself? For about two weeks there. Almost three. Okay. It was 20 days? 20 days. Did you tell your parents? That's the next hurdle to go through. (laughs) I'll be quiet and let you talk. (laughs) So the first time I went backpacking with my best friend, um, we had the hashtag, Mom, I'm Fine, to document the trip. It was a hashtag. Yes. That's adorable. And we stole it, I won't lie. There is a um, Instagram account that is hashtag mom I'm fine. And it's this adorable guy who goes and travels all over the world. And so, yes, we took it. He, he deserves his credit where it's due. W- was, it, was he actually fine, though, in the hashtag? Like, w- was it one of those play on words things where he's getting eaten by a bear, but it says hashtag mom I'm fine? <laughs> no, no, it's just like cute little signs. Okay. So I'm always just interested to see this, but I'm going to assume that you giving your mom a hashtag type of symbol doesn't actually mean she's going to actually, you know, not worry about you being in Europe by yourself. Wait, you told your mom you're by yourself, right? Oh, yeah, she knew. Okay. She was not happy. Um, much to her chagrin, I just didn't care. That's how so, horror movies start. Um, the mom I'm fine guy, in case you're curious, is Jonathan uh, Cabin uh, Quinones. And so he's got a ton of different photos. Oh, is it? Is he at mom I'm fine? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. He also did a TED Talk. Yes. Sounds like an interesting man. Right. Maybe the most interesting man. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Interesting. So he travels for free, which is pretty cool. Nice. I wish I could do that. That's part of the dream. Anyways, teach your life. We could get sponsorships. Hello, we have a lovely podcast. We're an interracial couple. That is true. We're already a billboard. <laughs> <laughs> Not things I'm going to say. I'll be uh, one to talk. That's true. Don't worry about it. Good luck. Anyways. <laughs> Mom, I'm fine. Yes. So it's really interesting because I... Decided to go to Barcelona. I was going to go with a co-worker, but it turns out she couldn't go. And so I went to Barcelona for a week by myself for spring break. And I figured it'd be okay because I'd been to Barcelona before. That didn't bother me. And I'm fairly optimistic at the very least. Mm -hmm. And so I figured finding people to hang out with and whatnot was going to be easy at a hostel. You have so much trust in humanity. I do. I really do. You have... Ooh, okay. But, you know, I found my British best friend there, and so... BBFF? BBF. Oh, BBF, okay. Right, instead of BFF. Yeah. Yeah. And so this situation that I got myself into actually went for the better, I met several people who were really incredible and danced the night away. It was a lot of fun. Sounds like a Ricky Martin video. It really was. Nice. But I can understand the concerns that mom, I'm fine, typically. My logical brain is just churning right now. Like, I've got a couple of horror stories. I've got two nieces, and if (laughs) either of them even thought about telling us they're going to go to the corner by themselves 
or like up the street by themselves to another state by themselves <laughs> no not happening well every time someone told me no it just strengthened my resolve and I'm hard headed I have, I have never knew <laughs> I never knew that wow and so I just I went it's the same thing when I was a senior in high school 17 years old had no business going to Bonnaroo I looked my mother straight in the eye and I was like I'm going so if you have you know a child and it's a mirror image of you oh it's gonna be so much that kid that's in high school trying to tell you what they're gonna do they're living under your house you're still they're not even paying rent they don't even know what a grocery list looks like they have to fall you have to let them do those things but so that they you fall. let your child go on a trip and literally tell you, no, this is how it's going to be. Well, I was 21 by this point supporting myself. So oh, okay. That's a, little a whole different. different story. That's a whole different story. But. I thought you were 16. Doing those out. Telling know. your mom, I'm going to Bonnaroo. No, I was 17 telling my mom I'm going to Bonnaroo. So you were still in high school? Um, I had just graduated. So it was a very difficult That's situation. a difficult, yeah, that's a difficult situation to be in. I, I was I like nice about it, but I was so firm that there was really no, she denied it for, until I left. I feel like it depends on the parent. Right. Yeah. And I think that my mother's choice was probably the best choice, which is to say, that's to deny it and let me go. But at the same time, like, I learned a lot while I was there. I became, I would argue, a better person for doing it. Question, though. I really want you to give you your honest opinion. Yes. All this, you know, travel, you being kind of outgoing, kind of optimistic and trusting that situations will work out well. Mm-hmm. Was there ever a situation or two where you're like, damn, I got lucky? Multiple. I stuck my neck out a little too far. <laughs> Maybe I put my chest out a little bit too much and thought I was going to be, you know... Things are going to go the way I think they're going to go. And I got my ass lucky. So, in terms of, like, logistics, I think that I should have not made about 30 flights. There are multiple points where I was like, wow. You're not that person that shows up two hours early, do you? Well, you try to, unless it's a different language and you don't know where you are. Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah, Bologna, um, Italy... I have no idea how I made it to that airport. No idea. Mm. We asked the taxi driver, we're like, where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Um, I ended up, and this is on a separate trip, but I was solo going to Crete, Greece, and I had ferried to Crete. However, the ferry was supposed to leave at like 5, I think, p.m., mm-hmm. and I had just gotten off this whirlwind bus ride from Meteora, which is way up in the mountains in Greece. And I had two minutes to get on that damn boat. I made it. I like how you try to pronounce these. I like your accent with these. I'm really attempting. I'm so sorry if I butcher any terms. It's inevitable, unfortunately. I have looked up pronunciation after pronunciation. And, well... I'm more it's of a me. Texan kind of guy, you know? I'll just tell someone I need some tortillas. 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 All right, W. Poor favor. Oh, 
my god. <laughs> you never saw the SNL skit? No. It's hilarious. Anyway. I don't get his references. I know. That's okay. And so, ultimately, yeah, I do have a couple of horror stories that would not be fine if I was a mother. Should I even ask? Well, I think they're important, too, because I think, especially if there's someone who's a solo female traveler or someone who's just trying to get out on their own in general, you have to be aware of your surroundings. Okay. So, for example, when I went to Barcelona by myself, I was clearly an adult woman, and I was doing really well, surprisingly, for being my first solo trip, not knowing what to expect. And so I decided to um, walk to Montjuic Castle, which is up this massively steep hill from Barcelona proper. It's not super awesome, but there's a really good park on the way up. And so you're just going through these um, uh, zigzag, oh gosh, they're not straightaways, switchbacks. That's what it's called. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so you're basically going up the switchbacked hill and leveling off at certain terraces to just enjoy the view. It's really pretty. But I noticed a little white sedan this little car just following me. It would just keep tabs on me on the switchback. It'd go up and then it'd go back down and then it'd go back up and it'd go back down. And so I'm going up and I'm like, hmm, this sounds a little sketch. Yeah. This just looks bad. So I decided to hop into one of the pedestrian only gardens and just chilled there for about 15 minutes. It was really nice and peaceful overlooking Barcelona. And then about 15 minutes later, I pop out and the white car is parked right in front of where I went in. It's like, oh, okay. So what was I, your first thought? Well, I guess human trafficking and taking our truth. Damn. I, I really did think that I was going to get kidnapped. I'm not going to lie. And I think had I stayed around, I probably would have. So I start walking briskly away. And they do one more up. And then on the way down... Um, I side-eyed the car because I had already gotten up through Montjuic and apparently they had waited again. And as I'm going down the hill, um, I side-eyed the car and realized that the man driving it um, was masturbating all out. Damn. And he had the window rolled down and said, get in the car come here was he was he of that country like was he a, a native i couldn't have told he had very tanned skin i'm not going to try and pretend to know his nationality from it i just know that he was dark-skinned um not like black but um either spanish or arabic okay of some sort maybe indian there's a variety of different people it could have been and but what did you do when I was going to wait around and check. I'm right. You booked it? I booked it beyond booking it. And I see this little woman who is, I guess, a custodian of the park. And I was like, ayudame, ayudame, por favor. And she just starts talking a mile a minute. And unfortunately, my Spanish is at best conversational. Not fluent in the slightest. But enough to be able to like navigate the Spanish bus system. That's as good as I get, I guess. Better than most people. It's true. Yeah. 
Um, and so she tells me essentially, she like gestures for me to keep running. So I just kept going and no one could help me because I was alone. Did you ever think about your mother at that point in time telling you not to go? No. Honestly, what I thought was, I really wish that I knew karate. <laughs> I know that's a, I know that was a scary moment for you. I really do. And I'm really sorry to laugh at your first reaction. <laughs> well, the sad part, I'm taking self-defense classes. I know how to kick a man in the groin. So does a five-year-old. But, I don't know. Yeah. I ain't gonna help you too much. If you don't have your wits about you. That's crazy. So you go into these situations knowing you might have to defend yourself. Yes. Um, I usually have some sort of device on me. So I have something that I call Defense Cat. And it's a cute little plastic cat with these really sharp um, ears. And so it doesn't look like it's dangerous. But you put your fingers, your um, index finger and your middle finger... Um, just like you would be making a peace sign, you put those two fingers into the eyes of the cat and you can move the cat horizontally and stab someone in both eyes. Does something project out of the cat that's sharper or are the ears just sharp already? They're just sharp and if you look at someone's cornea, like it's, it's going to burst your eyeball. Okay. It's not going to not inflict damage. But you have to be close proximity to do that. And no one really particularly wants to get that close. So is that like always your thought when a loved one kind of says like, Hey, you Laura, can you stop being adventurous by yourself? Someone's gonna, you might get attacked. You could get attacked in downtown Atlanta. Yeah. Where I live. That's very true. (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. When I went to college, but it's not I had country. much more scary experiences. I mean, that wasn't the first time that a man has masturbated in front of me. I won't lie to you. Which is a terrible thing to hear. And so that's something that, unfortunately, isn't unusual to me. Okay. It's not uncommon, per se. But I think it's... I, I think where the worry comes from isn't the fact that these things can happen in other places where you live it's Mm -hmm. the fact that your family's close or there are people that you know that you can can call that could be there right you're talking a whole nother country a whole nother government Mm -hmm. your mom can't even get there in a day if she wanted to i think that's where the worry comes from it's not a these things only happen when you travel it's a, uh, hey, no one can even know where you are if something happened to you. If you went missing in another country, your mom wouldn't know for weeks. Well, I don't know if Exactly that's what happened to you. Necessarily accurate with today's technology. Yeah. Because my mother has my location at all points in time. I'm 23 and my mother has my location at all points in time. Hmm. Anyways... And so, (laughs) I'm grown. (laughs) A really funny story, sidetrack, but it's funny as well. So, I have had my location shared with my mother always uh, since 
gosh, I was a junior at Georgia. And so one day I get 17 missed calls and 29 text messages from my sister and my mom in the span of about five minutes, 10 minutes. And I didn't realize that they had been, you know, obsessively calling me and texting me. And during that time, I had left my phone in another room. Come back to the call for my sister, and she's like, you're alive? And I was like, yes, I'm at a friend's house. And she says, no, you're not. Where am I then? Apparently, <laughs> according to the location share, yeah. my mother was on the bird's eye view, and I was in a ditch. A construction zone. I mean... Red clay. Everywhere. I'm sure that's what your mother does not want to think of happening. It, it's when her worst nightmare. Go to other countries also. So. <laughs> and so, yeah. Funny Just know, story. She's seen, it, she's seen it before. Just know that. Deja vu. She's seen it. <laughs> now I use your location to know when you're napping. That is true. Because you go MIA, incognito, miss naps a lot. <laughs> miss naps a lot. You are naps a lot. It's okay. It's a good name. Yeah. But even when you're not alone, like, there's still going to be methods of scaring someone. I think in particular, being a female traveler, Mm -hmm. you really can't escape the concerns that everyone might feel. So when I was with Anne Marie, my best friend, we were in Athens, Greece, together, very close-knit like glued at the hip and I mean a man was making creepish stocky style advances Mm -hmm. on myself and all I could think was really there's someone else watching you be so scary yeah and it like was very clear that I was uncomfortable I moved to chairs he moved with me and I I just have the opinion that it doesn't particularly matter where I am and who I'm with. If someone has ill intentions, they're going to have them upon me because they feel like they have the power to. And so the only thing I can really do for myself besides, you know, massive cultural shifts, i.e. I'm a teacher, come on now. Um, But the only other thing I can do is defend myself. So I have to be stronger in that regard. Is this is this going back to your argument about you, your loved ones being worried about you traveling alone? Yes. I don't think you get it, though. <laughs> like, there are women who live in this city that don't even want to walk to the car by themselves. Right. Because, I mean, let's be honest. Seven out of ten times, the guy's going to be stronger than you if it's a guy. Just naturally. Mm-hmm. Naturally, right? You have to be able to get to that weapon, right? Or know the technique. There's people who have guns that can't even get to their gun in time because someone either catches you by surprise or some shit like that. So I think that's what it is. It's not the fact that someone doesn't think you can defend yourself. It's the fact that if the opposite occurs, there is no telling the severity that could happen. If you are literally just not paying attention or if you're drunk trying to get back to your hostel or something like that it's not it's 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 not the fact that (laughs) people don't think you could defend yourself if you needed to 
it's the if you are actually slip one time or you try to pull that little weapon out you got right mm-hmm. and just you know you're anxious right your body's gonna shake if you're in a situation like that right or adrenaline nine cancer. times out of ten who knows right but let's say it doesn't that severity is just something no parent wants to even think about i understand it's one of those where the gamble's too high the 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 other end of the coin the other side of the coin for the loved one maybe it's too serious for a parent not to be worried i mean you're gonna do what you want i mean you're pretty hard-headed definition of stubborn yeah feist and i mean you're if 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 anyone ever gets to know you they'll understand that you actually do cater your life and your budget around travel no one's gonna stop you from traveling they won't no I want to see the world traveling. and believe that there is good in the world. Because Ooh, there girl, is. I wish you were raised black in this country. <laughs> I really do. Because <laughs> you would just have a different outlook. It's like... That's okay. It's not... It's. I think it's more so not being naive of other people. But I'm not naive. I know that there are terrible people out there. My I water bottle evidence. got stolen in a Georgia Tech library. You were dumb. Oh, I'm dumb. <laughs> that was just dumb. It's real out in it's real in these streets. Little nurse stealing water bottles. <laughs> and I think that's just where I get it from. I think it's just you know, I think Americans have wrong impressions traveling abroad also. I think it's a twofold thing. I think you're naive and I also think your mom maybe might lack some sense of experience from doing those types of travels. Right. I think it's a two-part thing. I do want to err on the side of less naive because I'm well aware of what could happen to me. Thanks, though. (laughs) I just choose to (laughs) decide. To be optimistic about it? Truly. I know exactly. I've seen it. David, I've seen a woman get her wallet stolen. I'm your boyfriend. I'm gonna be worried, okay? Just let me be a boyfriend. Don't I tell know. me not to worry. That's why you're going to Colombia with me. You I know. can your worry mom still the thinks whole we're gonna trip. Be part of some cartel. It's okay though. I didn't tell you about my business ventures. Nah. Cocaine. Oh right. Mm. <laughs> That's your side hustle. A little bit. Anyway. But in all reality, my traveling is just really helping out the countries that I'm at. I'm spending money in local businesses, mm-hmm. helping these people. It's philanthropic, if you will. I say the same thing when I go to Magic City. Well, they got good wings. They got amazing wings at Magic City. <laughs> For those who don't live in Atlanta. Oh my gosh, I've been to a strip club. And I'm telling you right now, I went with the intention of getting food. And I was not left disappointed. <laughs> I saw this documentary, side note, okay? I saw this documentary. One, I love documentaries and I love food. So there's a documentary on lemon pepper wings in Atlanta. I had just moved to Atlanta. I said, you know what? Let's be the naive tourist and think that this, that this documentary is going to tell me something I need to know about Atlanta. And I find out you need to go to the strip clubs in a to basically get your full palate of how good the food is in Atlanta. You can't just go to the restaurants, you can't just go to the hood, exactly. you can't just go to the corner, you know, food JR spot. Crickets. You know? 
You can't just do that. You also have to go to the strip club because the food is five star, and I was not left disappointed. <laughs> also, Donald Glover said that he co-signed lemon pepper wings in the strip club, so. There we go. I trust him. We all do. Yes. But back to the philanthropic side of traveling. Mm-hmm. This economy that these countries are looking at. Right. How do I help them out? Okay, so if we look at a few of the stats I've been able to look up um, on some public sites that give us some travel information. 2016. Yes. Uh, 2016, if we look at Greece and their tourism GDP that goes towards their total GDP, it's about 6.35%. That's not bad. 6% of the economy? It's a lot when you think about it. That's a decent penny. I, I, I Buying like all think. the pistachio butter in the world. Exactly. Ooh, I have some on Colombia too. Colombia's only two point eight five. I think they export a lot them. of stuff though. Colombia coffee. Yeah. Colombian coffee. Actually, they're one of the biggest growers of coffee in the world. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, there's some statistics on uh, employment. Um, so if you look at Greece and Spain, uh, Greece total employment. For you know, tourism type jobs is about ten percent of their employment. So most people, one in ten, yeah. would be working in the tourism industry. Correct, some way, shape, or form. Right. So whether they be a server or whether they be a walking tour guide, assumably, yep. you know, reporting this to their taxes. They are seeing tourists. Mm-hmm. Yes. In Spain, is even higher. It's thirteen point three four percent. Right. Which makes a lot of sense. Which, yeah, and in particular points to how certain cities are actually pushing back against how much tourism is pretty much defining their economy. So Okay. Makes sense. I know in Barcelona they're just like, get them out. <laughs> um, and then if we look at the actual year of 2016, how many people actually went to Greece, um, it looks like the number is around 28 million people. Visit wow. Greece in 2016. Whew. Yeah, so that seems like a that was, pretty little thing. That was one. Exactly. That was one of 28 mil. <laughs> 28 mil. Um, it's even larger if you look at Spain's number. Uh, Spain, it looks like about 115 million people visited Spain in 2016. Good grief. Yeah, I know. It's insane. It's so hot. Yeah, I mean, I see. Siesta hour. Do, do you feel like these numbers kind of make sense to you as far as, did you prefer Spain over Greece? So that's a difficult question for me okay. because I admire similar aspects in both. Mm-hmm. If we are talking like beach, Greece. Okay. If we are talking nightlife, Spain. If we are talking people, it's a toss up. I have met amazing people in both i would have to go probably with greece solely because plakias exists it's a tiny little village you always talk about plakias it i glowed like there's no other place on this earth and i say this confidently that could possibly make me feel the way that that little village made me feel i'm glad to know i'm in this relationship you're not plakian <laughs> You never will be. Just You'll never be Donald it. Glover. Nope. I will not. It's okay. We can okay. always accept our second best. Exactly. 
Um, so yeah, I guess I'll start joining the uh, outbound stats for the United States, at least, with this trip to Columbia. Right. So, it seems like an interesting thing. Uh, in 2016, it looks like about 179 million people from the United States made some type of international travel. So that also includes business, rather than just pleasure, and it Very could true. also include... Um, family visits yeah so anything maybe your cousin had like a medical emergency and it's not a vacation you're not going to another country for something fun Mm -hmm. but you're most certainly leaving the united states so it is a huge part of the world's the global economy is trying to pull people in these pull factors i'm wondering if it's going to be affected with the current administration that we have the number of people traveling well, I don't think it's people traveling out. I think it's... People traveling in. No, the reaction once they're in. Okay. So, for example, I went to Copenhagen, Denmark in 2016 during the election year. And I walked into my hostel. It was called Sleep in Heaven. And it was wonderful. That would actually scare me. If the hostel was called Sleep in Heaven. It was just the name. It was really close to, like, their red light district, too. Maybe it's just, like, a black man, you know, just, like, sleep in heaven. I don't know. I don't... What are you referring to? Whenever I hear hostile, I think of the scary movie. Anyways, (laughs) he's not talking anymore. So, I walk in the door, and in the lobby on the bulletin board is a cartoon picture of Donald Trump and someone, I'm not sure who had decided to write, fuck Trump, and furthermore, threw darts at it. There were holes all up in that man. Snaps everywhere. And so that's the kind of reaction a lot of people would ask me. In particular, I remember being on a night train um, going to Prague from Budapest, I believe. And um, a British guy straight up was like, hey, what do you think about y'all's election? It's like, oh, gosh. I'm pretty sure more other countries saw it as, like, a, a means to laugh at us. Right. I dated a Swedish man after that trip, um, who I met on that trip, and he was floored, flabbergasted, truly, by the election. He thought it was despicable, deplorable, even. How long did that relationship last? Uh, not long. Like, he was still living in Sweden? Yeah, we met up on Labor Day weekend in New York City. Oh. It was really cool. I remember this one. Had it clicked better, Mm -hmm. that would have been a really awesome relationship. But it didn't. And I'm not mad. I think it was much better off with him in Sweden and me here. Was that a cultural thing? No, it's just he was weird. Oh, gotcha. You do attract those. Yeah. Okay, so I guess the question I have for you, if we're going to, you know, kind of tailor this towards the female traveler. Right. um, What would be like a starter kit that you would tell a female traveler to do? Know what risks you're willing to take and what you truly want to get out of your trip. Okay. So I don't say that in a way to be like, oh, you have to be careful of everything. 
but more along the lines of what are you willing to risk at home and away abroad that will amount to the most valuable trip. So if you have a financial risk and you want to go to Iceland, you should know it's an expensive country. You should know that you've got this dream of going to Norway, but it is going to be incredibly expensive and very difficult to complete that kind of trip without knowing what you're getting into. You might feel a lot of value. You might feel really good after visiting the fjords, but as someone who's actually had to incur a small chunk of travel debt, I had to figure out what was going to be worth it for me. And ultimately, I think your travel is financially worth the risk, but not worth a safety or a hazard risk. So if you don't know how to get around somewhere, for example, I didn't know how to get from Dubrovnik to Meteora, Greece. Um, So Dubrovnik's in Croatia. And I was going to take a bus that had no timetables, no schedules, no anything online. I was just going to wing it. And at the last second, I got a thought in the back of my head, instinct, telling me, you can't do this. You are going to be stranded. Mm-hmm. And so I flew for a very expensive amount of money. But you basically put safety over that. Right. So I knew the risk, and I knew that ultimately my safety is worth the financial burden. Okay. And so I made that willing choice. I think that anyone, particularly a female traveler, you need to consider that. If you want to be solo, you need to think about it even more so because you will have to make a sacrifice at some point for your own safety or for your own sanity, rather. Gotcha. Okay. So let's talk about a little bit about planning the trip. Right. Best time of year to pay for a trip? Six months in advance. Okay. So, usually you cannot buy your plane tickets more than a year in advance. Most companies are around eight months. Mm. I personally am a budget traveler. The literal definition of a budget traveler. I will find the Ryanair flight, the Spirit flight, the Frontier flight. I use Wow Airlines most times or Norwegian to fly out of the United States. But I noticed there's a new company called Level. And I'd be curious to see their rates as well. I think they're fairly low, but I mean, nothing beats $99 one way out of New York City from, or to like Copenhagen from WOW Airlines. You okay. can't beat that. Well, let's talk about stay. You Hostels. always pick a hostel over a hotel. Well, it depends on what kind of creature you are. I am a sociable creature. And so I really prefer to meet new people. And sometimes it gets a little crazy. I um, met a bunch of girls at a hostel in Naples. And we ended up um, drinking beer and eating pizza on the steps of a church. Singing um, R. Kelly songs. Mm. I really have some picturesque His vocals reach that far. They really do. Interesting. What makes a hostel make or break for you? Do they have free I'm assuming Wi-Fi? the cheapest price isn't always going to No, no, no. I have learned my lesson. 
Oh. Check the reviews. Um, we did the cheapest hostel in Athens, mm-hmm. and it was god awful. What made it awful? So one creepy stalker guy and two no air conditioning. Mm. And in Athens, Greece, you need air conditioning. Yeah. It was hard. It was really hot. It was hard. It Does was location hot. play a big factor? Um, if it's close to where you're trying to go or yes. an area that you think you're going to want to see? If transportation is cheap and safe, yeah. then location doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, you want something that's going to be in a fun, sociable area because that's why you're in a hostel. Okay. Or very close to the airport if you're only staying for a night. Or alternatively, if you're really into a particular aspect, like soccer, mm. if you really want to go see a football game at a stadium, you need to be close to that stadium. So you're going to have competing interests, and you want to make sure that you prioritize those properly. Okay. But hostels, by far. I've stayed in Airbnbs before, and they're helpful. You could have a really incredible host, but just like hostels, you do need to check the reviews. I would argue that super hosts are the best, okay. as we had one in New Orleans. Oh my gosh, that trip was so much fun. And that woman was incredible. That was, that was a great trip. That was a great trip. So. I'm guessing you're excited for Columbia. I am ecstatic. Yes. I've planned everything, and I think we're going to have a great time. Would you like to share? So, we fly into Cartagena. We have a week, so it's not very much time. So, poor David. It's uh, enough for me. It's enough. It's enough for me. I gave him the option, do you want to relax, chill by the beach, or do you want to see Colombia as best we can in a week? What did you say? Let's see Colombia. And so I've got him on a whirlwind. So we're going to check out the old town and um, take a walking tour to try and, you know, gain our bearings. And then after day two, we fly to... Bogota, and we will go to Salento for a coffee plantation tour. And I know it's kind of commercial, but at the same time, we both are obsessed with coffee. Obsessed with coffee. Absolutely obsessed. And I think that that would be an experience that we would really appreciate. Yeah. And so we go back to Bogota uh, on day three. And on day four, we fly back to Cartagena. I would have loved to go to the jungle. Um, I have a dream of going to the Amazon because I am a parana from the Amazon. Parana. <laughs> and um, unfortunately, that just couldn't make it. There was no way I to had feasibly to, make it. Me and you, Laura, had this little teeter totter, right? Where I agreed to the trip, mm-hmm. right? And. Elora, with her experience and her spontaneity, wants to do certain things, and I, I can't tell if it's you know us being different from backgrounds or you being more free spirited and me more, being more calculated. You know where this kind of comes into play. Yeah. Where you wanted to do certain things, and I'm just like, I don't know if we're gonna make that. But it's we like, do. You want to go there for a day and then yeah. fly? Yeah. Something like that. And I've really just kind of just taken my hand off the wheel. <laughs> As Kevin Hart would say, Jesus, take the wheel. I just let Jesus take the wheel. Just let it go. So I'm pretty excited for this trip, though. Right. And so we'll go back, and then we'll visit the Rosario Islands and try our hand at some of those 
um, beautiful Caribbean beaches mm. that are apparently not in Cartagena proper. Yeah. But that's fine. Yeah. You don't need a beach in the city. It's like Barcelona. None of them are pretty. So, it should be fun. And we will definitely keep these rolling. Yeah. Thank I'm hoping you we so can much. potentially bring this with us. I don't know. I feel that like would be, be a lot of fun. Let's see if it fits in our check bag. Yeah. So, um, I think we have more podcasts to go. We definitely do. Summer. I know there's a few topics that we're both interested to talk about a little bit more. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Got some really solid ones coming up. Yeah. But we'll I'm give really you some more interested. info on those. I know, I know you don't like doing this, but I'm really excited if we do um, a deeper dive into homeless people in Atlanta. And kind right. Of talk about that. Talking historically, yeah, sociologically, historically how that works. Yeah, I'm really interested in that one. Um, I'm also going to plan on kind of doing my own project with this. Uh, so if you notice in this podcast, we talked a little bit about some some, some numbers and statistics in this. Um, so that's actually what I'm going to school for. And I'm kind of interested to maybe either start a blog on my own little project where mm-hmm. I'll do a deeper dive into the numbers and logistics behind the topic that we're talking about. So I'll spend a little bit more time on the traveling stuff, and I guess I'll figure out what kind of media or medium I want to publicize it in. But I think that's another aspect that we're going to add to this podcast going forward, is trying to put some numbers behind some stuff. Absolutely. Keep you having a wealth of information. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening, and you can find us. Um, you can find us on Twitter at in any case pod, and I think we'll m- maybe get a Instagram going one day eventually. We'll figure it out. But thank you. Thanks so much. Bye.